fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You're drawing right. This is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Welcome into a post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. And yes, I do truly mean that, although it's going to be an entertaining one for sure, as we have a big show lined up for you today. We have a big topic lined up for you. A couple topics we'll try and get to today, but it's going to be a big night. The State of the Union Address. Are you ready? Is it going to be... Worth watching? Are you going to pay attention to it? What drinking games are you going to be playing with the State of the Union? That is the number one question of the day today. What drinking games will you be partaking in when you actually watch the State of the Union address from the Biden administration? Because I think you're going to need a lot of an adult beverage to get through it with what he's going to try and blow up your mm, uh, radio edited word. Welcome into the program. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live. Out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, all over the country on radio, TV, live streaming and podcasting, your millennial general reporting for duty. There's uh, some really tough conversations we have to have today. There's some really good conversations I think we have to have today and some fun ones that we'll get to here as well. Blaine Pardo, he is a best-selling author. You can find him online, BlainePardo.com. We've had him on the program once before. We have him back on today to talk about cancel culture. We'll talk about the censorship going on on the social media and the mindset of left-wing progressives when it comes to cancel culture. I also want to pick his brain on the State of the Union address. But what's really fascinating, I had to get him back on. We had him on about a month or so ago and i left i had to get him back on the show because after we had him on apparently he's got some major trolls like he's really pushed the button he's really uh fired up the left side of the aisle with some of the things that he's done or said or written about and the progressive despise him and after i had him on the sh- on the show there were a lot of very angry individuals on the tweety that came after me for having him on the show, which means I just ironically had to have him back on the show to talk about it a little bit. So we'll do that here at the bottom of the hour. But I'm going to make a prediction. And here's our What's Trending Story of the Day. What's Trending Today? Now, I don't like to usually make predictions because I like to just look and see and just analyze what's happening at the time. And we can kind of guesstimate. But I'm making a prediction right now. And it's going to be a very tough prediction. Obviously, it's going on with the ongoing a conflict with Russia and the Ukraine. And that prediction is we are seeing the end of Russia as we know it. We are seeing the end of Vladimir Putin. I have come to the conclusion just by observing, by watching, by listening, that he is absolutely off his rocker more so than what he has been before. He's talked a tough fight. Everybody has kind of cowered to him globally for a very long time. He's kind of gotten away with whatever you want to, but there's a difference between talking and acting tough and then actually doing something really, really stupid. And right now he's in the level of doing something really, really stupid. Yesterday we had on uh, Veronica Kirilenko. She's from the Ukraine. She's a writer for The New American, thenewamerican.com, here in the U.S., a very conservative, wonderful individual. She was at CPAC over the weekend. We had her on, and she had made the comment that nobody in Russia or in the Ukraine thought it would ever get to this point, that obviously Vladimir Putin always wanted to kind of reunite the Soviet Union, but at the same time, they never really thought that he would invade like he's invading. Which means, at the same time, Vladimir Putin didn't expect the 
Ukrainian citizens to stand up and fight like they did as well. He was telling the soldiers, according to all the stuff that we've seen, that uh, you know, you're just going to waltz right into Ukraine. They're going to be praising you. They want to get rid of the corrupt government. They want to get rid of this. They want to get all oh, this corruption. You know, so hoorah, Russian! They're going to be they're going to be giving you a parade as you waltz down the streets in your tanks going to the capital. And that didn't necessarily happen. In fact, it didn't happen at all because now the Ukrainian people are jumping in front of the tanks. They're blowing them up. They're fighting them left and right and stopping them, causing massive resource failures on the Russian side that they were not expecting, which is why just yesterday or two days ago, he had made the comment that he's open to using nuclear weapons. And Politico came out with a story as well saying that, yes, he actually is crazy enough to use those nukes if he was challenged enough, which means right now what we are seeing and again, I, I come at this knowing na- nothing about Ukrainian politics, one side or the other, political flavors of the day, political parties. I don't know anything about them. What I do know right now is that the more I see from this Zelensky, the president of the Ukraine, I am in awe, I am in admiration, and I'm loving the guy more and more every single day for being the very first uh, president or leader of a country in a really long time to actually be on the front lines. When he was offered to go out, he chose not to do so, and he said, I need ammunition, not an airplane, and he doesn't want people to fight his battles. He's just asking for some resources to be sent his way. Now, he has made an immediate application to join the European Union, because if he did join the EU, then the EU would be able to aid him militarily as well to be able to fight Vladimir Putin. The problem with that is that that would probably cause World War III and a major conflict in Europe all over again. Because they would get involved, and then Putin would start using more nukes, and we'd have to get involved, and then Chinese would have to get involved, and it would just be a major mess. No one wants to see that happen. But at what point do you stand by and allow Vladimir Putin to not only just turn on the military, but now start to turn on the citizens to where we're getting reports of bombings in schools and in public buildings and going after the public? And the reason is, is because the public started fighting against the Russian military. And Putin, with his ego, refuses to step down. He refuses to concede and he refuses to back up. Look, this is the ultimate example of current day times with a sociopathic narcissist and an egomaniac. That is Vladimir Putin. It was supposed to be an easy operation that turned out not to be an easy operation. And now that he's losing resources and it's coming to be a challenge, now he can't back down. He can't back out of it. He's committed too many war crimes. He's committed too many crimes against humanity. The Europe, the uh, United Nations, shame on you guys for not even doing anything about this. But, well, I mean, Russia's a voter in there, so we can't really do it. So members of the United Nations that do crimes against humanity can still be on the councils against crimes against humanity because they have a vote that can stop the European Union or the United Nations from actually doing anything. That's how screwed up an international government is and why I despise them left and right. But nonetheless... It's a prime example of egomaniacs and narcissists in today's age to where even when they begin to lose, they don't swallow their pride and say, you know what, maybe this was a mistake. I'm going to salvage what I can now. Instead, they push on because they would rather see the demise of themselves and their reputation to complete the task to say they've done it as opposed to just walk away and just say that they've lost and take the hit. For those that have seen the movie or the TV show Vikings, the last season, I don't want to give too much away, but the last season, there's a new settlement. They go from Scandinavia. They find Iceland. They're trying to start a settlement on Iceland. There's about 30 people on the continent of uh, on the country of Iceland, and they're starving. There's no nutrients. Everything's all uh, barren. There's no uh, fresh water. There's no food. There's nothing. They're all starving. They're trying to figure out what to do. They, they plot out land 
and create markers for each of their plots of land for these 30 people that are trying to start a new settlement. Well, a whale washes up upon the shores of Iceland, but it washes up on the shores of one individual's property in particular who wants to be the king of Iceland. And he refuses to share it with everybody else. A massive whale that washes up refuses to share it because it washes up on his property and he doesn't want to share it with anybody. And at the end of the day, I'm not giving a whole lot away from the storyline, so it's okay. At the end of the day, there's a massive battle. They all die, and he's the single guy left standing, him and his wife and his, a couple of members of his family, that are literally standing there on top of the whale saying, this is my island, this is my country, this is my whale, no one can have it. You got it, but there's nothing left there for you to enjoy because everyone else is dead, so you can't really delegate and regulate and control over anybody else because there's no one else to regulate against. This is what we're up against with an egomaniac with Vladimir Putin. He would rather destroy the world as opposed to just back off because he's an egomaniac. He's a communist trying to reform the Soviet Union. And right now, unfortunately, we have a lot of countries sitting back watching this happen. Now, this is a true telltale story of the 21st century David and Goliath, in my opinion, with Ukraine. That is a very small country, military-wise and economically, compared to Russia. That's refusing to back down some of those patriotic people in the world. And I posted and tagged, not like he's going to see it, but I tagged the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, in a Twitter today, uh, praying for them and saying that they are the icon of leadership because it's not just a hashtag movement. Like, we're going to change the world with a hashtag. No, they're literally standing up and saying, we're outnumbered and we're probably going to lose this thing. But come at us because we're Ukrainian and we are proud. We are proud people, and we are not leaving, including that leader. He is that captain prepared to go down with his ship because he believes that much in it. And imagine just, a, just what, three years ago, before he got elected, he was a comedian and an actor that had never been in politics before. And in just three years, he had become president, and he is now the staple of iconic patriotism, standing for what he believes in, and the David and Goliath in, his, in the 21st century, representing what freedom is actually all about. He made a moving speech earlier today with the European Parliament, the United uh, the European Union, because he's trying to join the European Union on an emergency basis, saying, please stand with us, and saying, wait, you guys promised to stop what happened 80 years ago with World War II. You said you would not allow this to happen. Guess what? It's happening again. They're now attacking our people. What are you going to do about this, Europe? Are you going to help us, or are you going to sit back and let us just flail in the wind all by ourselves? And it was a very moving speech to the point to where every member of the European Parliament was on their feet crying and clapping and applauding him. Now, this is him. He had to do it through Skype, obviously, because he's there. And this is the translator that's speaking for him on what they had to say. Even the translator got choked up while talking about this issue. And this is the largest square in Europe. And that's true. This is called the Freedom Square. Can you imagine this morning, two cruise missiles hit this Freedom Square, dozens of killed ones this is the price of freedom we are fighting just for our land and for our freedom despite the fact that all large cities of our country are now blocked nobody is going to enter and intervene with our freedom and country and believe you me every square of today no matter what it's called it's going to be called, as today, Freedom Square in every city of our country. Nobody's going to break us. We're strong. We're Ukrainians. We have 
a desire to see our children alive. I think it's a fair one. Yesterday, 16 children were killed. Again and again, President Putin is going to say that is some kind of operation and we are hitting a military infrastructure. Where are our children? What kind of military factories do they work at? What tanks are they going with or launching cruise missiles? He killed 16 people just yesterday. Our people are very much motivated, very much so. We are fighting for our rights, for our freedoms, for life, for our life. And now we're boring for we're fighting for survival. There it is, Zelensky. There was more to it, but it was a very emotional, very courageous speech. And to think that a comedian and an actor, it sounds like a Ronald Reagan, doesn't it? Sounds like the Ronald Reagan that knew how to bring the emotion into it, to show the passion of what he's standing for. And he is winning the war on the media, the war on what's actually being released to the public, the war on the mindset of this issue, even against Putin and the Kremlin that is very, very powerful, to the point to where there are corporations here in the U.S. now pulling out. We have Elon Musk that's helped them out with some of the satellite internet. We have, according to the Wall Street Journal just now, that Apple is stopping all product sales in Russia as well. Corporations in the U.S. walking away from it. The ruble, whatever their currency, is less than a penny's worth right now is how bad it is. The investors walking away from Russia, the billionaires that have benefited from the Kremlin walking away right now. This is the end of an era. This is the end of Vladimir Putin. This is the end of communism because they've tried to stretch too far. And I think they're going to fall flat on their face. And this is going to be a big victory for freedom when it's all said and done. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program, 24 minutes past the hour. I don't say all those things to be sad, to be down, to be upset, and to be fearful. I say those things because, as you know me, I am the eternal optimist. I always see the positive side. We are in a transition right now in the globe as humanity. We are ending a massive corrupt government right now, and it's going to be by his own doing. It's going to be by his own doing. Putin is going to be the end of Russia as we know it. Not the Russian people, but the Russian government, the idea of communism, it's going on the way out. Things are being exposed. The towers are toppling. The house of cards are falling apart because guess what? Uh, The progressive socialist left-wing ideologues are crumbling right before our eyes worldwide, and it's starting with Putin. He has tried to expand the Soviet Union, and his ego is not going to let him back out, even with the rule going down to being valued less than a penny here in the U.S., even with the corporations walking away to dealing with Russia, even with the entire globe cutting off ties and trade with Russia right now, even with the amount of resistance going on in the Ukraine and them fighting and scrapping because they have heart. And when you have heart and passion and you surprise your enemy who thought it was going to be a cakewalk, you have the advantage no matter what your size or your power or your military. You have that ability. We are seeing the change, the formation. We are seeing a major international historical event happen right before our eyes. And this is my prediction right now, is that we will see the end of Vladimir Putin and the end of the communist Russians as we know it, because he refuses to stop and he would rather self-implode to say that he did it as opposed to back away and walk off. And unfortunately... Progressives partner with progressives, and uh, it's just kind of all tied together. Where All of this could have been prevented. We could have stopped it dead in its tracks and not allowed hundreds of people to die in Ukraine already, including children now and citizens, uh, private citizens, just trying to stay out of the way and, and trying to fight this. We could have prevented all of this a really long time ago. You want to know what's going to be said at the State of the Union address tonight from President Joe Biden? Uh, Not a whole lot that's going to make any sense because they're going to do their best to try and twist everything. Uh, Kevin McCarthy... With the House, uh, the House Republicans right now, they did a press conference earlier today, and he said something that was brilliant. And he said, now in the first year of the Biden administration, we have now had to withdraw from two countries globally by pulling out of Iran and now pulling out of the Ukraine. We have had to pull out of two nations. We have tucked our tail and we have run from two nations and allowed terrorists to take over from two separate nations in the first year of this administration. Could you explain that to me in the State of the Union, please, Joe Biden, on how you're doing so well? McCarthy really wraps it up, so if you don't want to listen to the State of the Union address tonight, this is all you got to do is listen to this. Well, let me be frank. It's not just Republicans. You like the latest polls of Americans. They don't think America's going in the right direction. They're paying more for gas. There's a tax on every American with the inflation. We want to see a change in course in history. Are we going to sit down and be quiet? No. I don't think Victoria wants to be quiet when she sees people dying night after night. We're going to push the president to do the right thing. We've warned him ahead of time when the Democrats first took power not to pass the $2 trillion so-called COVID bill that only 9% went to it. We warned him it would cause inflation. Yes, that's what happened. We warned him if they opened up the border, what what would happen to the rest of America? We went to the border. So what did the president finally do? He put the vice president in charge, who only has been there one time. They've ignored it. When you said crime is running rampant, that we actually think you should fund the police, not defund them, because this is what would happen. This is exactly what's happening across America today with the rise in crime. We've watched it time after time. But it's not just Republicans. It's independents. It's Democrats. It's Americans. We've watched his approval rating being 
at a lowest level we saw in modern history. Why? And just the handling of what's happening in Ukraine itself. We tried to help the president by passing an amendment about Nord Stream. He used his political weight from his administration to whip members to vote no. We told the president he was wrong with how he was getting out of Afghanistan. If he did that, it would set the course of the world differently. We said he was wrong when he stood with Putin and gave him Nord Stream. We said it was wrong when he opened up negotiations again with Iran. All those actions have put us into the place we are today. So no, we're not going to sit quietly by. We're going to defend our nation, we're going to defend our way of life, and we're going to change the course of where we currently are. I'm sensing a trend. Everything happening right now has really been over the last year under the current administration. Imagine the that. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Does it really go by so fast? Holy cow. Welcome back into the show halfway through the program. Already for your post-Monday celebration, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. But not just on radio, on multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. Welcome aboard. So we have the State of the Union address tonight. We'll get to that here in just a couple of minutes as well. Get your speculation on that one. We'll talk with our next guest about that a little bit as well. We have the Ukrainian issue that's ongoing. I made my prediction. I don't make a lot of predictions on this show just because there's no need to do so. But I made my prediction. It's a bold one, but I, I really do think that we will see the crumbling of the the Soviet Union. We'll see the crumbling of Russia as we see the ego get the best of Vladimir Putin, and he would rather uh, take over Ukraine no matter at what cost as opposed to just backing off and letting things be done and just calm the uh, issues that are going on right now. But right now, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about the latest and what's trending. What's trending today? Happy to have this guy back on the program. He is a best-selling New York Times author. You can find him online at BlainePardo.com. Blaine, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing great. Now, the last time I had you on the show, shortly after, uh, there were some certain trolls that I thought I thought were quite entertaining that apparently just have it out for you, man. They went after you big time. But because you were on my show, they had to take some shots at me, and we had a fun uh, couple-of-day conversation with them until they finally got annoying, and I just had to block them and be done with it. But, wow, like you, you got some haters. That means you must be pretty successful. Well, you know, that's part of being a conservative writer is you, you get people that try to bring you down and try to cancel you. 
it's ironic that these people are always claiming online that you know, we don't stalk Blaine Pardo, we don't harass Blaine Pardo, but you know, they, you're, they're kind of making my case for me by reaching out to you <laughs> and to other people that I've been on their shows. Um, they, they're completely doing that, and uh, it's all part of the cancel culture that's aimed at conservative writers right now. It really is. I mean, if you have a differing opinion, then you are probably the worst person on the face of the earth because you're not just with the times to just accept it, to evolve, to grow, to whatever they try to explain. And the cancel culture is real right now because if you disagree, it's not just, okay, we just disagree on this. We just have to move on about our day and agree to disagree. No, we have to find a way to completely disseminate you and make sure that no one ever listens to your point of view again. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And I'm not the only conservative author that's been going through this. I've talked with a number of them. And, you know, it's it's kind of a, when I told them, I, you know, I've got a crazed stalker who was threatening my life, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, welcome to the club. You know, mm-hmm. you're not the only one. We all do. Um, and, and that's a little weird all on its own that they think that's acceptable behavior, that they can go around threatening people that they just don't agree with. They distort the truth. I mean, my the the crazy person that's stalking me tells people I'm an insurrectionist simply because I don't subscribe to their interpretation of what happened on January 6th. And, you know, they, they slap labels all over you that they can't substantiate, and uh, they go out of their way to try to ruin you. And, yeah. you know, in my case, the person lied about not only who they were and, and their credentials, et cetera, but, you know, threatened my life. Well, I, f- I find it funny, and that's where the conversation started, was the whole insurrectionist thing. I mean, no one was charged with insurrection from the issue that happened on January 6th, so just calling it that is just factually untrue, and they just didn't like them. They had to dig deeper, and then, of course, you know, go after you and go after me. So I found that entertaining, but you're right. I mean, it's a bigger picture of the cancel culture in this time that if you don't agree with our narrative of what we set as the precedent here, then... You should not have a public voice, which really takes it to a bigger discussion of debates of not just online social debates, but actually presidential debates or different uh, uh, debates of um, ideas or experts on issues that if we can attack your credibility and just completely shred you apart, then therefore you shouldn't even be allowed on the debate stage because nothing you say is relevant if we can pick apart one piece of your idea. Well, it's not even picking apart one piece of the idea. What what they do is they make stuff up. Yeah. If that doesn't work, but you know, they anytime somebody hits you with, well, that's a proven false narrative. I'm like, proven by who? You know, and their view of the world is very much that there can't be a dissenting voice. There can't be somebody that doesn't think exactly the way they do. If they don't get their way, they're they're like petulant little children. They throw a tantrum online or or in emails or whatever, and you know they throw a fit because they're not getting their way. And I kind of blame the parents for this. Mm. If they hadn't handed out those damn participation trophies <laughs> so much, these kids wouldn't feel so darned entitled. And it's a riot because you cut them off online, you you block them, you ignore them. And that upsets them more. They feel entitled to use your social media platform to degrade you. And it's like, you don't understand how ridiculous that sounds at all. And they don't embrace the irony in the least. 
Yeah, that is very true. We've talked with a lot of psychologists on the program about my generation, the millennial generation, the entitlement generation, the participation trophy generation, and how it's, they're really striving to try and feel like they're contributing to something or they're fighting for something or that they have a purpose. They're looking for that purpose. And to them, they don't know what, quite what that purpose is yet. So the only way they can create a purpose is by making one up, by arguing with people and virtue signaling by saying, I'm right. And if you disagree, then you're wrong and a horrible person. So I, it is my social duty to try and destroy you so no one listens to your stuff again, because that is my purpose right now. I want to relate that to what's going on with Russia and Ukraine right now, because obviously uh, I made a post earlier today on social media about President Zelensky. Now, again, I don't know anything about Ukrainian politics. He may be even the most corrupt guy in the world. I have no idea. But the way he's standing up for his nation, uh, I completely commend and absolutely pray for him to be able to survive this and be able to make it because he found a purpose. He is a true fighter. He is fighting for his nation. And when it's a David Goliath situation right now, he could have left the nation and just let it crumble. And he said, sorry, I don't need a plane. I need ammunition. And he's staying on the front lines. He's handling the media. He's handling the military tactics right now. He's doing it. And he was a comedian three years ago, but yet he's now the voice of the strongest generation that there possibly is to fight against tyranny. I think, I hope that that's going to wake people up from the fake, let's start a hashtag to start a movement to actually stand up and do something. I would hope so. You know, I, I don't think Ukraine by any stretch was a, a real great government. I think there was a lot of corruption there. Yeah. But, you know, you've got to admire the guy for having, you know, the cojones to just stand up to Putin and say, you know, hey, I'm going to stand out here with an AK-47 and slug it out with the troops in the field. Yeah, whether that's a long-term good solution for Ukraine as a country or the people, I don't know. But it's hard not to admire somebody who just says, out of hell with it, I'm going to fight. Yeah, And I admire that in him because his cause is just. Yeah, You know, and, and it's when you look at the cancel culture kids, their whole thing is, it doesn't matter if their cause is just or not, if it's not what they agree with, then then everybody else is wrong. And it's interesting how people are kind of aligning to, you know, the Ukrainian plight right now, who, you know, a month or two ago would have said, well, I'm against Second Amendment. I'm against people having guns. Mm. People don't need guns like that to defend themselves. Exactly. Why would that ever happen? Well, now you take a look at it and go, well, this is why our country allows you to have guns that, yeah. that are of adequate firepower that nobody is going to invade the United States with the number of people we have with firearms. So it's interesting to watch the left kind of deal with this conundrum of how do they accept, you know, the, the president of the Ukraine while at the same time, come to grips with their own morals and their own values. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I wanted to go with this is, I mean, now we have, unfortunately, and we've talked about the cycle of humanity, you know, the hard times create hard men, the hard men create good times, the good times create weak men, the weak men create bad times. We're in that phase right now of the weak men creating the bad times. We haven't seen, my generation has not seen a massive conflict like this that could potentially lead to a massive world war. God forbid that happened because it's been 80 years uh, since that happened. My generation has not seen that. And you're right, whether it's the cancel culture wanting to silence your opinion, whether it's the anti-Second Amendment advocates, whether it's the ones that have to worry about what bathroom to walk into because they're so confused in their life. Do you think this type of tension of, oh, no, 
no, things aren't safe, there could actually be devastation. Do you think that would wake a lot of people up to realize and smell the roses and realize what's really going on? I, I would hope so. But, you know, the, part of that is they have to accept some of the responsibility of this. Mm. And, it, and when I say that, I, I'm saying Afghanistan is what led to this. OK, it, it's plain and simple. Seeing the U.S. reaction and our, our withdrawal from Afghanistan, there's nothing anyone can say that's going to convince me that that didn't provide the impetus for Putin to do this. And part of being responsible members of a society is accepting responsibility for your actions. And we haven't seen that at all. No. Uh, we're almost 200 days out of Afghanistan, and not a single person has been held accountable or responsible for that horrible debacle that we went through in terms of withdrawing from that country. Not a single person has been held up and said, that's the guy who planned this. He's an idiot. We're firing him yeah. at all. Everybody absolved responsibility. And then if you don't have a government or, or leaders or even individuals who are willing to accept responsibility for their actions, you know, it's really hard to think that this is going to shake them up. All this does is make them scared and give them more reasons to overreact. And that's what I fear more than anything. Yeah, well, I give the Biden administration consistency, consistency I guess, on that one. Now we're in the first year of his administration, we've pulled out of two nations, including Iran and now Ukraine as well. So he's on a roll. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, I, my comment is pray for the people of Taiwan. Amen. Well, Pray there's that as well. They are, there's yeah, that as well. Let's, they are very much. Yeah, Blaine, Blaine, let's take a break here. we got to take a hard break. When we come back, I want to shift gears. Let's talk about the State of the Union tonight, what we could expect from that one, and how do you think he's going to try and twist those uh, with his speech tonight? That'll be an interesting one. That and more coming up here on The Voice of Reason for a Tuesday. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show here. Wrap it up today for a post-Monday celebration here on The Voice of Reason. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. So tonight, we have the State of the Union address from our grand, great savior riding in on the white horse, the great Joe Biden. Let's see how many steroids. That's the big game. It's going to be the over-under. How many steroid shots it takes for him to stay up on his feet for the State of the Union address tonight? What do you think? Do you think that's going to work? Yeah. Uh, so, we have our guest here, Blaine Pardo, BlainePardo.com, best-selling New York Times author. Uh, let's also, so the Republicans, the House Republicans today, came out with their statement on pre preemptive, what Joe Biden was going to say today. And I want to play this real quick, and then, Blaine, I want to get your thoughts on it. But it was kind of a, I mean, a lot of Republicans spoke. This was right off the bat, quit, hit, one and done, in and out. And uh, it was pretty concise what they feel Joe Biden's going to say. The state of our union is in crisis because of Joe Biden. Tonight, President Biden will try to rewrite history of the past year and pass the buck instead of taking responsibility for the failures of his radical far-left Democrat agenda. But the American people are smart. They know the truth that under President Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's one-party Democrat rule, the United States and now the world have faced crisis after crisis. The war on Ukraine represents one of the greatest foreign policy failures in modern history. For months, President Biden failed to engage in meaningful deterrence against Russian aggression. And just weeks ago, his administration actually lobbied against Republican efforts to sanction Russia. On day one of his presidency, Joe Biden killed the Keystone XL pipeline and launched his war on American energy independence. And then Joe Biden gifted Putin the Nord Stream 2 pipeline while importing a record amount of oil from Russia last year. Mr. President, it's time to unleash American energy independence. And at home, Americans are paying the price for Joe Biden's anti-energy agenda that, had, that has caused the price of gas to skyrocket. In my home state of New York, people are paying over a dollar more on a gallon today than they were just one year ago, making it the highest since Joe Biden was last in the White House. Our southern border is being overrun. Violent criminals and deadly drugs are freely flowing across our southern border because of Biden and House Democrats' open border policies. Every state in our nation has become a border state because of this crisis. And of course, crime is skyrocketing across the country because of Democrats' defund the police policies and rhetoric, making all our communities less safe. And inflation is at a 40-year high and hurting every American family. Joe Biden and House Democrats are responsible for this State of the Union in crisis. I'm now going to turn it over to the Republican whip, Steve Scalise. <laughs> I mean, that was like two minutes a little bit long for radio, but I mean, boom, in and out, one and done. That's what Biden's done. We're in a disaster and he's all to blame for it with their control. I mean, what else could we add to that? 
you you really can't add too much to it. But you know what you're going to see is the great divide here. I think every American knows the state of the union. You know it every time you go to pump gas. You know it every time you go through the grocery store and stuff's not on the shelves. And you're walking out with two bags of groceries that cost what you normally used to spend on four bags of groceries. The American people know what the state of the union is. And they know what led to this. What you're going to see is is a great recasting tonight. He's going to talk about the Green New Deal. He's going to blame inflation on Russia, Trump, or anybody else. He's going to call for more spending. I, I, I would be shocked if he didn't start asking for his infrastructure bill to be pushed again, You know, even though that's going to contribute to inflation. You know, the level of disconnect that we've seen with this administration and the realities that everyday Americans are dealing with is dramatic, and it really highlights the Great Divide. It is the Great Divide, and unfortunately, the other side, those cancel culture individuals are going to be the ones saying, oh, you know what, it's all Trump's fault. Because remember, the first two to three years of an administration, it's always the Republican prior to that screwed it up, and they're just trying to recover from it, right? Well, that's that's pretty typical, and that's also lame, too. You know, <laughs> I, I always give them a six-month grace period where you get to pull that, that card out. After sure. six months, it's on you. It's on you. And what we've seen is, you know, there's no way he will even reference what happened in Afghanistan other than to say he ended the war there. Yeah. You know, this is going to be a spinning that just kind of nauseates a lot of conservatives. And well, I think it highlights... Yeah. You know, his weakness. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's the master at trying to twist that when he's on his steroids and can speak coherently or semi-coherently. It's Blaine Pardo. BlainePardo.com is the website. Blaine, we're out of time, my friend. Always good to talk to you. Let's get you back on the show again real soon. I look forward to it. Hey, appreciate that very much. We'll get it back on. Podcast up in a little bit. Enjoy the State of the Union. Follow us on the social media. We'll maybe have some fun with that tonight. Have a drinking game or something. I don't know. We're probably going to need something. Until then, back at it tomorrow. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch The Voice of Reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.